I'm either going home or I'm going to try to figure something out and expose this because this is like a mass genocide and I don't want to be a part of it. And I don't think I can sleep at night if I do stay silent. You know, I don't care how much money I'm getting paid. We were getting paid $10,000 a week. They can shove it. You know, like that hush money is essentially what it was. Um, it wasn't going to keep everyone quiet, but, or so I thought, um, because when I, my story came out, I was literally one of the only ones and the, actually the only one in the entire world that had actual video evidence. So the pushback for me by the government and actually my own colleagues was incredibly difficult to like push through. Um, but I knew that that was what they wanted to do is like silence me, right? So that is Nurse Erin, and she put out video that many of us saw, and it was shocking. But what's more stunning to me is what she said about hush money. You see, for years, I've said, look, we need whistleblowers from the inside telling the truth about what's really, really going on. And this gal had the courage to say what needed to be said because she knew that was the right thing to do. And we all have an oath. You know, I have an oath to to be a good person and, you know, I fail pretty much daily. But, you know, we have this promise, you know, if we're a God-fearing person, to be a good person. And, but medical professionals, they have an oath to made before God that they will do no harm. And thousands and thousands and thousands of medical professionals broke their oath. And they violated their conscience. And they did harm. And something must be done about it. And I'm going to call it right now here the COVID massacre because that's what this has been. This has been a massive attack. So I just want to thank uh, those who across the country who have fought for what's right against all odds and against the establishment and particularly the medical boards, which I haven't started taking on. But we're going to start that today. Okay, Tom Renz. Good morning, sir. And thank you so much for getting up bright and early to call into our show here on the East Coast. Well, good morning. I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you. So, Tom, first of all, I thank you for the amazing work that you're doing. This uh, podcast, and I will give everybody a link on our description so you can listen to this into, in its entirety because it's it's really stunning information that you've brought to the fore about, uh, you know, your Ken McCarthy wrote a book on what the nurses' stories are. This is all important information that must be gotten out to the public so that so that people can understand that you've been lied to. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people here are listening who are, who are on our team. But, you know, we need to start telling others. We need to tell the people we don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations with because they need this information because they're being lied to by MSDNC and CNN and, and the like. So, Tom, good morning and, and welcome. And tell us, why did you launch into this, when, uh, you know, back in that fateful weekend in August of 2021? 
Well, you know, I actually, by 2021, when I'd spoken there, I had been uh, been fighting this for a while. And the, the very early, uh, or the very beginning of the story started with the fact that I was very much a uh, mainstream guy in terms of I believed in vaccines, I believed, you know, the world was fine, and, you know, the medical establishment was doing right for us. And uh, then COVID comes. And I was working on a master's of science in health, uh, health uh, administration uh, at that time. And I was, doing, I was taking master's work courses in epidemiology and biostats and things like that. And I ran numbers. And this wasn't complicated. I just looked at the numbers that came from the federal government. And I ran those numbers. I looked at them like a biostatistician would or an epidemiologist would. And what I found was that everything that the mainstream press was telling us was 180 degrees opposite of what was actually occurring based on the numbers. And so this made me fishy. It made everything seem fishy, right? The lawyer kicks in in me. So I I continued digging, and I found out we've got a disease. And people don't understand this. By summer of 2020, by midsummer of 2020, a guy named Professor John Ioannidis, the, probably the top epidemiologist on the planet, one of the top five for sure. He's the guy that when an, when ep, epidemiologists you know put out a bad report, they fear him because he's going to tell you what's wrong. He's going to fix it, and you no one ever wins an argument with him. He puts out a study from I think he was from Stanford or Yale, but he puts out a study that says this this disease, this COVID that we're shutting the world down for, has has going to end up at about a 0.2 percent case fatality rate, which is nothing. It's nothing. It's not even it's not even a, a bad flu season. And so this was this was well known. So I start filing lawsuits. Why are you locking us down for this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, as I do that. I see that it's not just the lockdowns that are occurring. I see that the hospital death protocols occurring. I see the vaccines coming. And I see that they're lying and lying and lying in every single instance. And so by summer of 2021, when the Reawaken Tour it came along, I filed multiple lawsuits against the federal and state government. And our lawsuits had laid out, and we had put in court under yeah, as a lawyer, if I put evidence into court, and I do so with uh, and with the intent to mislead the court, I lose my license. So I can't lie to a court. So we put all this evidence, a government document after government document after government document. The government knew what was happening, but they lied to you with and through the mainstream press, and they covered up the murders that were occurring in the hospitals. They covered up. The, the people that were dying from these COVID vaccines, once they came out, they covered up everything, but they knew it. So by the time 2021 rolled around and by the time Reawaken started, I had a lot to talk about. But we were so censored. We were so blocked. The mainstream press wouldn't talk about us other than to try and do an occasional hit piece. And no one wanted to be uh, told the truth. So the Reawaken Tour enters, uh, Health and Freedom uh, Tour at that point, and, uh, you know, went out there and we shared some big truth. And, you know, we, we've been at it ever since. God's been good. We've fought people who are way bigger and way more powerful than we'll ever be. But we've continued to fight and we've continued to spread the truth, and people are now starting to wake up finally. 
Well, thank you for that important uh, uh, work. And, and frankly, for starting when you saw, you smelled something, right? Didn't smell right. You know, the smell test works. And I, I think the for the people who are still not awake to what's really, really, really going on, they need to start paying attention to their smell test because they're just anesthetized to it and they're just not um, allowing the truth to really wrap it, it, itself around them. Listen, it's been... For me, and I know for many, many people I know, uh, emotionally draining. This has been, I mean, I, I say, look, I looked 10 years younger than my age before all this. Now I look about, you know, maybe my age or older. You know, I, it aged me because it's heavy. It's heavy on the heart. But we're doing God's work, and that that trumps all. I want to I ask you a couple of questions. So when you... When you started identifying people as whistleblowers, and you said that you were blocked, I mean, the effect of blocking was mass, like Nurse Aaron said, mass genocide. I mean, if you block information, which is supposed to be available to people to learn from, to ensure that the next people down the road don't suffer the same death or illness or consequences, right? So they weren't allowing that learning curve the essence of blocking the information from doctors like Dr. Barkey, who are going to be on with us, you know, is you blocked the ability to stave off a much worse consequence. Am I making sense? Oh, you're absolutely making sense. And it wasn't, it wasn't just that, though. You not only block good doctors from learning, what you allowed to truly happen was liars and bad doctors to pressure people who were good people who would otherwise have done the right thing into doing what wasn't the right thing because, you know, they just, well, I'm not sure if this is right. My boss says this is the right way, and it doesn't really make sense to me, but maybe they know more than me. Maybe they're this. Maybe they're that. And so what you had was a lot of good people, a lot of really good medical professionals, a lot of really good healthcare professionals who – yeah, they maybe it was self doubt, maybe they just didn't have access to the information. But for whatever reason, they ended up playing along. And then guess a really a really terrible, terrible thing happened. These guys played along and the next thing you know, they look around and they realize, Oh my God, my actions have have resulted in the deaths of of maybe dozens of patients. How was it I didn't know that it's a bad idea to mix these certain drugs? How is it that, how could I possibly make an excuse? How could I possibly make an excuse for the fact that, you know, as a policy, we, we at the hospital have allowed, you know, these nurses to, to get away with, with not actually checking on patients? How is it that as a hospital, we, we've, you know, pushed a policy where we're trying to jam these respirators down people's throats, even though we know, based, and I say this based on whistleblower data, that in many hospitals out of Texas, 90% plus of the people put on a, a vent ended up dead. You know, so these people then are in a position where, you know, they not only are, you know, dealing with with the the reality uh, that you know they've been involved with you know people being murdered but they are they're in a position now where they, you know they don't even know they can't even speak out they can't do anything um 
it just it's it was truly an insidious and horrid nightmare situation and i absolutely am 100 percent confident saying that every part of this was planned every part of this was known it was orchestrated and the very scary part is that all the laws and all the regulations and everything that was there to make this happen are still in place Okay. I want to bring on Dr. Barkey and let him respond to what you said about, you know, uh, the the practitioners. And in in general, and good morning, Jeff. It's good to have you with us. Good morning. Great to be with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think about colleague collaboration. That's what came to mind as, as Tom was speaking. You know, we pride ourselves in our professions to to work together as a team and to come up with the best solutions for ourselves, our work, the people we serve. And in, and in this case, the greater good, right, for society. What are your thoughts based on what, what Tom just shared about all this? What was it like well, for listen, you? First, yeah. yeah, first of all, Jennifer, great to be with you. Yeah. Tom, honored to be on with you as well. Uh, you certainly are a legend in the legal field and fighting for medical freedom. Uh, you know, it's really interesting to look Thank back you. and to comment on what happened. And as a matter of fact, there's a presentation I give, and if any of your listeners are uh, wanting me, I'm sure Tom would do the same to speak. I've got a talk called Remember What They Did, Lessons in Government Tyranny. Uh, I don't charge. Uh, I'll go wherever, just pay for my travel, and I'm happy to show up and give a presentation but looking back is one thing, but Jennifer, this is still going on as we speak. I still can't call in those repurposed medications that we get banned for, even if we talk about it. And that, of course, is ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Traditional pharmacies, the Rite Aids, the Walgreens, the CVSs continue to not want to dispense those products, which you know, listen, we use repurposed medication all the time. Something like 20% of all prescriptions in the United States are used for off-label purposes. And these medications are safe and effective. So it's still going on today. Um, the CDC and the um, FDA uh, are promoting uh, the COVID vaccine for children as young as six months old. Uh, I have a friend who's in medical school, fourth year. Uh, and they're not allowing her to continue on in her medical education unless she gets the COVID backs. These things are continuing on. Hospitals, if you get admitted, and nobody should, by the way, for COVID, if you have COVID, it's easy to treat. You could 